The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move oh, on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. The horses are at the gate. Welcome to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, Ed Meyer. And good evening and welcome to Winning Ponies. I'm your host, Ed Meyer. We're here each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern or 5 Pacific, talking horses. we got some special guests on board, callers, trivia questions, professional handicappers. Professional handicappers and some power play handicapping. That is each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. Or if you want to get on board with us, you can dial us up at 1 888 346 9144. Once again, 1 346 9144. Or you can always drop me an email and I will respond back to you. That I do promise at ed at winningponies.com. Little about me. I'm an avid player. I've worked in the industry for about 20 years. Not going to take exactly how long because that's going to tell you just how old I am, and I'm getting old. I like to play, qualify, and I've played in plenty of handicapping contests, and I'm just like you. I love the sport of kings. So each and every day that I actually have the time, and believe you me, I make time. I read the form, I read all the regs on the internet, and most of all, I read winningponies.com and I try to spot play and find me some value out there. And believe me, there's little nuggets out there. But you just have to search, and you have to keep the faith, and you have to stay with it each and every day. This isn't a game where you can put it down for a while and then come back to it. With horse racing, you've got to kind of follow it up. And with winning ponies, they do all the homework for you. So to call in and get on board, once again, dial us up at one 888 9144, or you can always drop me an email at ed at winningponies.com, and I will get back to you. This first segment here, what we usually do is we talk about the National Racing Recap. That's everything that happened last weekend, and I try to run through everything a little bit, and we talk about uh, exactly what was going on in racing. So hopefully you weren't locked up under a rock or not able to make it to the windows, or more importantly, you didn't have winning ponies in your hand because there were some Big races to catch on. We'll kick it off a call to race course last week. We had Precious Passion, who led throughout Saturday's 150,000 WL McKnight handicap, winning by two lengths over Logic Way. Always first, I believe, ran third. Precious Passion is a five-year-old Florida bred, gelding by Royal Anthem, ran the mile and a half on a firm turf course in 225.3 with Elvis Trujillo aboard. This guy can ride on the weeds. And winning trainer Mary Hartman said uh, Trujillo might end up finding himself on the lead. In fact, not to worry about it if he did, and it's just what he did. This Florida bed could run in the Sunshine Millions, which is going to be on January 24th, uh, on the turf, that is, at Santa Anita. He's a good shipper, and I think he'll, he'll run very well in the middle distance as well. That was Precious Passion at Calder. And then the horse that I gave out, Harboriste, dueled down the stretch with Jay Ray in Saturday's $150,000 Le Proviante. Five-year-old uh, British, Brer, uh, British bred mare by Hernando was Julian Le Peru and Michael Matz. They, they got it done. Actually, Harboriste was passed, passed down the lane. 
passed down the lane and came back and fought back and made it right to the winner's circle. And then we also come back with finally made it, who led all the way in Saturday's $100,000 Fred Hooper handicap, winning by a length and a quarter over the late-closing Dream Maestro. Very nice race indeed. Then we had Yes by Jiminy, got past the leaders in Saturday's $100,000 Kenny No. So nice race by Yes by Jiminy. Once again, Elvis Trujillo. This guy can flat-out ride. And they're also looking at the Sunshine Millions in the sprint on January 24th at Santa Anita. Then we ship out to the left coast. That is Hollywood Park. Lara atone for her third-place finish in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies with a front-running one-link score in Saturday's $429,000 Hollywood Starlet. It was a Bob Bearford trainee here and really, really run a really nice race. She's, a, she's really classy, a talented filly, and I think over time she's going to really mature nicely, and when she gets to really relax, everything is going to be uh, is all good to go with Lara. The five starters in Sunday's $75,000 on-trust handicap for Cowbred stay pretty tightly bunched, but Star Nicholas gets to the front and wins in the uh, on-trust handicap on Sunday. Then we're back to New York, and Researcher Researcher gets even with an early speed furlong with a wire in, in Saturday's $100,000 Queens County Handicap to win by half a length. The Brilliant Sun was second in front of Dry Martini, but Researcher's a four-year-old Virginia-bred gelding by Too Smart and uh, ran a very nice race on the fast inner track. Mike loves you aboard for trainer Jeff Runco. So take a look at Researcher, and that's one you're going to want to keep, uh, keep on your horses to watch. And then Sunday, $75,000 ladies handicap, uh, borrowing base rallied to win three lengths and uh, really, did, uh, really did her bidding very well. On down to Fairgrounds, Otto be a cat. Pressed the pace uh, by, uh, set by the favorite uh, star production in Saturday's $150,000 Louisiana Champions Day Classic. So Otto be a cat really looked good. And then we come back to, this is a horse that actually Dangerous Dan was talking about, and that is Star Guitar rallying down the lane, winning three-quarters of the length. And also we have Superior Storm winning down at Fairgrounds to win the $100,000 Ladies by two lengths over Sammy Sam. So Superior Storm really blew in and really blew over the, turf, uh, the competition. And then on to Turfway Park we go, Canella was up in the final yards to win Saturday's $50,000 Prairie Bayou Stakes by three-quarters of a length over timeless fashion. So nice race there at Turfway Park. And then, if you missed this, you've missed a whole lot. Pepper's Pride wins her 19th straight race. 19, you've got that correct. Taking the $125,000 New Mexico State Racing Commission handicap and drawing off at the end by winning five and three-quarter lengths over uh, negotiable and uh, negotiable factions. The five-year-old uh, mayor finished the six furlongs in 109 and two, and likely this is the end of her career. But what a way to go out! If you missed the race, Pepper's Pride won handily and really just really looked incredible. So each and every week we always talk about the national recap, and I've got you caught up what happened last week. Also, what I like to do is I'd like to touch on something about winning ponies. I can talk about it all day long, and I can tell you everything, but you're going to need to take a look at it yourself. Take a look at winningponies.com, and this week I'd like to talk about they have their speed ratings. On the dirt, there's two overall ratings. The first rating is in aqua. It's really easy to see, so it's kind of cute. It's awful pretty. It's in aqua, and it's easy to read. If there's a plus next to this rating, that means the horse should improve off of that race equivalent 
to the should improve icon. And if you're uh, familiar with winning ponies, you'll understand what I'm saying. And if not, you need to take a look at it yourself. So look for that aqua. And if there's a plus rating, that should improves. And the second rating is a composite rating where they analyze up to four races, four races of the horse, and they take the median, and this is shown in purple. So they're very easy to distinguish, and you got one in purple, one in aqua, and these are the speed ratings. So if a horse rates 55 and another rates 52, the horse with 55 is three lengths or three-fifths of a second better. So these are some very nice speed ratings. For winningponies.com. We got our first caller of the night. We've got our man Skeet from Kentucky. Skeet, good evening. Welcome to Winning Ponies. Oh, Ed, how you doing? I just want you to know I really enjoy your show there. But uh, I'm from Kentucky and I'm a turfway player. And uh, I've been watching them day in, day out. The rail is dead, completely dead there. So if the one, two, or three, four horse wins, he's got to come five miles wide to, to win it. They just, the rail is just completely dead. Well, Skeet, I'm telling you what, I'm watching the seventh race. It's a TVG replay. They're about three off, and the horse is about three to four wide, and he's trying to get to them right there late in the game. So you're calling a dead rail, and they are staying out in the middle of the track, even though it is a fast poly track. I mean, they can be on the one horse. Well, I'm watching the same thing you are as we speak right now. Here comes the seven, four wide, and the the six, I mean, they're just the inside. The first three holes are dead. But anybody plays turfway, and... It watches on TV or it's a track. It's just you're throwing your money away unless they're closers. That's the way it is out there. Well, Skeet, we like what you got to say. And uh, I think you, I, a guy like you, I get the feeling. I'm, I'm not trying to play psychic here, but I get the feeling that you probably cash a few tickets. Oh, I bet a few races. And I've been, I win a few, and uh, I enjoy it. And I enjoy your show. And uh, Danger Stan, he's right. He's, he's close. He's on the money there. But uh, I, I kind of stay away from him three to two and six to five <laughs> shots. I, you know, I mean, I, I can, uh, hey, wipe well, the chalk off your face. Pick, you if you had $4 on the it. ground, would you pick it up? <laughs> well, I would. I would. Okay. Uh, well, that's fair enough. Then, hey, Skeet, thanks for the Turfway uh, heads up. That we can pay attention to because Skeet is a Turfway man. Uh, keep up the good work. Thanks, Skeet. Bye. That's been Skeet from Kentucky. You heard it right there. Stay off the rail. Stay off the rail at the Polytrack. I know that sounds to be a little bit tough, but, uh, you know, if you're seeing people actually playing day in and day out, they know what's actually best. And once again, you can always check back with Winning Ponies. And while you're checking back, take a look at the biggins this week. I'm going to run over a couple of them real quick. Monday, December 15th, there was 32 biggins total, but I'm going to hit the, hit the highlights for you. Beulah Park Race 10, a super key, pays $7,457. Turf Paradise, race number seven, a super key, $2,500. Beautiful Beulah Park, race number five, a super key, $2,100. Looking really, really good there. Turf Paradise, race two, $2,100 again. On Tuesday, December 16th, Sunland Park, get this, race nine, a superfecta, $11,563. Once again, a Sunland, race nine, the trifecta. $5,067. So they not only had the tribe, they had the super as well on Tuesday, December 16th. Wednesday, December 17th, beautiful Beulah Park. In race number one, they had the Superfecta, $1,064. Hawthorne race to the Superfecta, a crisp 
$584.80. Not bad at all on a Wednesday afternoon. Then you shift into Thursday. The weekend is coming. Calder, race six, the Superfecta, $5,963. Golden Gate, the first pick, four races, one through four, $3,824. Not bad pickings indeed, and they have got you primed and ready for the weekend. Speaking about ready for the weekend, we've got one minute till break. And we have a special guest caller who's going to be calling in. It is Marty McGee. Yes, the one, the only. He is a columnist. He is a writer. He is a handicapper. And he's one of the good guys in racing. He's going to be with us. He's going to be talking horses. And he is our special guest of the week. So you're going to want to stay tuned. You're going to want to hear what he's got to say and everything about our special guest of the week. Mr. Marty McGee from the Daily Racing Forum. Well, it's time to head up to a break. When we return, special guest and plenty of pickings here on Winning Ponies. And I buy the bar, double round the crown, and everybody's getting down. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Beauty, freedom, country, family. They're the values that make America strong and what our armed forces are fighting to defend. While many talk about these ideals without action, they are just empty words. If you think America's military families deserve more, log on to thanksusa.org. It's a great way to thank our troops and give military families the gift of education. Thanksusa.org. Scholarships for America's military families. You can make a difference. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. The opening kickoff is a beauty. school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back once again to Winning Ponies. I'm your host, Ed Meyer. We're here each and every Thursday 8 Eastern or 5 Pacific, depending on which side of the coast you're on. And doing what we love the best, and that is talking horses. And during our second segment, we have special guest of the week. And this week, Winning Posing is pleased to have on board Daily Racing Forum columnist, handicapper, and all-around good guy, Marty McGee. Marty, good evening. What do you say there, Eddie? How are you? Hey, thanks for taking your time and being with us Uh Marty, uh, I know it's a it's a little past your bedtime because you're you're a man that kind of follows the races and you get up early. But I really appreciate you taking the time with us. No problem. When I was waiting, I got on the uh, on the website winningponies.com and uh, I'm kind of scanning through some of the articles by Horstradamus, whoever that is. But uh, it looks like uh, 
looks like a pretty good website to me. Well, hey, thanks so much. Uh, there's a bunch of guys riding on it, having a good time, and uh, they pick a few winners. Not as many as the, not as many as this fellow that I know that stopped at the River Downs and gave him a good smack by the name of Marty McGee. But uh, they're they're on their way and they're doing pretty well. They're having a lot of fun. Marty, could you tell our listeners a little bit about you and how you got started? Well, um, I went to the University of Kentucky back in the late '70s and early '80s with the express intent of becoming a racing rider, which seems to be a, an endangered species these days, which is a whole other topic. But uh, anyway, ended up uh, latching on in Maryland. Uh, my very first job was with the uh, the old sports eye, which uh, wanted to compete with the racing times and the racing form, but, but couldn't. Uh, eventually got a job as a handicapper for the Baltimore Sun in July of 1985, and I uh, ended up working as a uh, kind of a reporter and handicapper and ended up being the, a columnist uh, back in 91 for them. And then the uh, long story short, the, the sun kind of folded into the evening sun and they offered buyouts and I took one and went to the racing forum in 92. So done a lot of traveling for the racing forum. Um, mainly am in Kentucky now. I'm going to go to Gulfstream Park right after Christmas and spend about two or three weeks down there helping out Mike Welsh, our main Corresponded on the South Florida circuit, uh, but uh, you know, obviously, with almost a quarter century into the game now, uh, I've got my brother is Paul McGee. He's a horse trainer. My brother-in-law is Ron Ellis. He's married to my sister, who actually is coming into town here in Louisville tonight, uh, and uh, for for the holidays. So, uh, obviously, we uh, as a family and and as an individual, we. Uh, we kind of like the game of horse racing, so uh, we eat, sleep, and breathe it. And it's, uh, you know, right now, Eddie, it seems like, uh, you know, the newspaper business, the racing forum, and uh, the horse racing business are kind of in sync. In that uh, we're kind of mirroring, if you will, the uh, the national economy. It's kind of kind of been a tough uh, tough few months, couple years, whatever, uh, in this business for us, but. Uh, um, you know, we're going to soldier on and keep our heads up and, and hope that uh, these things turn around like everybody else is. In fact, I hope they do. Was it this past week that I read that the Washington Post is no longer going to offer racing coverage? The Washington Post, you know, I, I was telling the story a, a few weeks back at a, at a stewards seminar. Uh, when I worked for The Sun back in the uh, late 80s and early 90s, there were 10 non-trade horse racing riders in the press boxes at, at uh, Laurel and Pimlico. And uh, there was the Baltimore News American, there was the Baltimore Evening Sun, the Baltimore Sun, the Washington Post, the Washington Times. The Post itself had Clem Florio, Vinnie Perone, and Andy Beyer. And uh, in recent years, they had gone just to John Scheinman as a stringer. But I just read today uh, from the National Turf Riders Association, they sent out a newsletter saying that John uh, no longer will be working for the Post because, as you said, uh, they are not going to be offering uh, any kind of racing results, coverage, etc. And so I think that's not only a function of how our sport is uh, portrayed or seen by the general sports public as a whole, but it's also, Eddie, just a, merely a reflection of the newspaper business and how they're having to cut corners drastically just to stay in business. You know, the Chicago Tribune and, and all these other horror stories that you're reading about the newspapers because, um, you know, people just aren't subscribing to newspapers anymore in this changing media environment that, that uh, we're undergoing as of this minute. So 
um, it's kind of a troubling scenario for, for me right now. Uh, but, you know, again, we're just going to have to go right on through it. I think we will weather through it. It's just it's going to be a very brutal time for a spell. I hope it's a short, short-lived spell. But, Marty, I, I, I've watched you handicap. I love reading your articles. And, and I, actually, I, I took a look at something that, you know, that kind of caught my eye. and said uh, the day that time didn't stand still when it was talking about you. But I have to ask you the, the nickel question of growing up in Louisville, and you've received your Ph.D. in handicapping at Churchill, probably the hard way like all of us. What's it like for a hometown guy to have the best seat in the house in the press box on that first Saturday in May? Well, it's pretty nice. You know, my dad wouldn't let me go to the to the Kentucky Derby until I was in high school. So that meant in 1973 when I was in the eighth grade, secretary won, and I was not there. But everyone since then, Eddie, I've been there. So, um, you know, it, it's a. I feel like uh, I've kind of cheated in a way in that I don't, you know, I, I'm doing a job that, that 90 I tell my boss, Rich Rosenbush, at the racing forum, when he asks me, you know, periodically, how you doing, I say, look, I'm in the top one percentile in terms of people who enjoy their job because I get to I get to cover, uh, you know, the sports that I love. When I was at University of Kentucky, it didn't take me very long at all to realize that if I was going to be a sports writer, uh, I wanted to do it, A, in a, in a game that I really enjoyed, and, B, be around the kind of people who were nice and considerate uh, as opposed to the way some of the jocks were, uh, you know, in football and basketball. So uh, for the the vast majority of people in this game are, are very, very good people. You meet a wide range of uh, in the types of people. And, uh, you know, I'm fortunate enough to, to, to be kind of a mouthpiece in that I get to go and meet these people and then tell their stories to other people. Speaking about quality people, I have to talk about one of the best kept secrets in racing, and he happens to have your last name, Paul McGee. Tell us a little bit about your brother's career. Well, uh, he's been training horses for more than 20 years now, and uh, if you go back and look at his statistics, uh, unlike unlike some guys who kind of go up and down or or down and up or however, uh, he has kept a remarkable kind of string going over the last, I think it's been 12 or 13 years where he's he's won about 50 to 60 races, and his horses have earned about a million point five every year, uh, give or take, just a little bit. So he's been pretty consistent. He's won a, I think he won the training title back at the uh, 07 Winter Spring Meet at Turfway, but he generally does his best at Churchill Downs and Turfway. Doesn't tend to do as good as at Keeneland. Uh, right now he's got. 16 horses down at Fairgrounds. As a matter of fact, he won the last race today with a horse named Greer Lynn for uh, B. Wayne Hughes. And darn, I wasn't at the Simulcast <laughs> Pavilion to bet on it or anything. So, I was, you know, that's kind of a. <laughs> I got to confess, when my brother wins and I don't bet on him, I'm like, darn. But then I'm like, <laughs> I shouldn't be like, darn, because I should be happy for him. So, well, uh, yes. You know, and I take a look at the uh, career greatest stakes winners, Eyes on Eddie, Baltazar B, Dream Run, Honor More, I Believe in You, and the great Bet on Sunshine. Yeah, I mean, he, Sunshine. he's had he, some nice runners in his camp. Yeah, he was great. He uh, he won 22 races. I think uh, 14 of them were stakes. And, um, you know, we had a lot of fun with that old horse. And then to top it off, you get a little cherry on the Sunday. You have a brother-in-law, Ron Ellis, you alluded to, out in Southern California, and he's not a bad trainer in his own right. 
Yeah, he and Paul have very similar careers, career statistics. And, uh, you know, they're both known for winning in the, in the 20% range. And Ron, of course, has been on TVG quite a bit. And um, he was kind of the – Ron was the reason that the uh, my mom and dad, my dad who just died in January, God bless him, um, he was – they were really proud when uh, the Courier-Journal, the local paper, did a big feature on our family uh, because Ron had a uh, – had a horse in the Kentucky Derby for the first time back in 2003, a horse named That's What I'm Talking About, who ran fourth. And then Ron came back two years later in 05 with a horse named Don't Get Mad, and he was fourth also. So uh, obviously my, my dad used to say his uh, his uh, vicarious thrill, his, his uh, he aspired to win the uh, first race on Derby Day, but uh, clearly uh, my brother and my brother-in-law have kind of gone past that by now, and, uh, yeah, I think uh, it's pretty obvious what our entire family's goal would be, and that would be to win the Derby. I have to say that uh, he'd be very proud of all of you. Marty, I have to ask you this. You've seen about everything in the sport of Kings. In your opinion, is there a tonic or a fixer-upper that racing needs? Well, I tell you what, Eddie, it's really hard right now. It's really discouraging to me uh, to see how we – uh, racing is viewed by the general sports public. When I turn on the the, the shows like um, Pardon the Interruption and uh, the sports reporters, uh, we don't get a mention. And, and I, I'm just wondering why it has evolved like that over the last 50 years. And there there are some plausible explanations. But um, you know, when the NTRA was formed eight or ten years ago, and they were supposed to be a marketing arm for this business. And they came up with Go Baby Go and Pay the Lady, Pay the Lady. Well, somehow the NTRA evolved from a marketing arm into an administrative body. And, you know, now in terms of advertising and the like, it, it seems like we just go unnoticed. And, you know, I know it, it all boils down to money, and ads like that do cost a lot of money. Um, and we, we've also had the, the very huge issue of the uh, advanced deposit wagering sites and and the the, uh, the feud that horsemen and management at Churchill Downs and their tracks are, are currently embroiled in. That's been going on since April. Uh, we got a lot of tough nuts to crack. I mean, we've really got some problems in this business in terms of public perception, uh, uh, the funding mechanisms, and the like. And so, um, you know, again, uh, like I said a, a few minutes ago, I'm pretty worried for uh, my company, the, the racing forum, and, and how it's all going to play out, and for uh, the, the game in general. I have to ask you this, because this is a, this is a kind of a, a loaded question. In 20 years, where do you see Marty McGee? Boy, <laughs> I'd love to do this for another 20 years. You know, uh, uh, people ask me what's the next step for me. I said, you know what, I'm... <laughs> I like doing this. I, I, I like, uh, you know, having the flexibility that my job affords and, and, and to be, you know, I have to work really hard at certain times of the year and then uh, other times of the year I kind of get to kick back a little bit and, and catch my breath and and just, uh, you know, kind of keep my finger on the pulse in the ways that I'm asked to do by the forum. But uh, hopefully I'll still be writing about horse racing and, uh, you know, I've got two little girls that are 11 and 13. They'll be grown up by then and I hope I can just, you know, get them on their way. I've, I think I've set them on the right path so far. So, uh, you know, we we all wear a lot of different hats in our lives, and uh, career-wise, I'd like to just keep going down the same path I've been going, 
going to. Well, that we all hope for because I've enjoyed reading all your columns. Uh, columns. I enjoy uh, reading everything that you talk about a handicapping. And from time to time, we uh, we do brush shoulders, and uh, hopefully, I can uh, pick a winner out. Uh, I do notice you're a little harder to find when I see Paul McGee has a horse in, though. Well, you know what, Eddie? People say. Um People think that whenever he wins, I win, but dang on it. You know, like tonight, I didn't get to, I didn't bet on him, and there's been other times when I haven't bet on him, and, and he's won, and, you know, there's times when I've really stepped in on him, and, and he's let me down. So it, it's, if people think that there's, you know, people, the, the guys behind the scenes know more than the regular guy, they might be right on occasion, but I tell you what, it's still a tough game, believe me. Well, Marty, I, I wanted to thank you for, for taking time away from your busy schedule and joining us this late in the evening on Winning Ponies. And uh, thanks for taking a break in the action and letting us know about you and your family and everything about you. Once again, thanks a lot, my friend. All right, Eddie. You keep up the good work, my friend. Thanks, Marty. That's been Marty McGee from the Daily Racing Forum. Family, all entrenched in racing. They love it, and they want some more of it. And speaking of wanting some more of it, stay tuned to Winning Ponies because the handicapping comes up next. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move oh, on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. When you have a stroke, you may not even notice it right away. But then... Time passes... And the symptoms get worse. One minute you feel fine, and the next, your speech could be slurred or not make sense. One side of your body might become numb. You might see double. You drop the TV remote because you can't hold up your arm. That's because after a stroke, every minute you don't get help is another minute that your brain is being starved of oxygen. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face, arm, or leg, sudden trouble seeing, speaking, or understanding. If you experience any of these warning signs, call 911 immediately, because time lost is brain lost. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports.
tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back once again to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. We're here each and every Thursday, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, talking about the greatest sport around. And you just missed one of the greatest interviews that we actually had. That was Marty McGee from the Daily Racing Forum. Quite a nice guy, and his family is entrenched in racing. His brother Paul McGee, quite the trainer, and brother-in-law Ron Ellis at Southern California doing his duty. So it's a whole family tradition with the McGees, and they do very well in racing. This segment, we're open to callers. Yep. That means you. And you can dial us up at 1-888-346-9144. Once again, 1-888-346-9144. And this time we're going to have our man Dangerous Dan calling in. This guy didn't do too bad last week. And if you have a pen in your hand, you're definitely going to want to pull it down because Dan's going to be calling in shortly. He's our professional handicapper calling in with his Red Hot Steamers of the Week. And speaking of the week, we've got the weekend to talk about. Today is Thursday, tomorrow will be Friday, and guess what day is after that? It's weekend time. At the fairgrounds this weekend, we got the Woodchopper Stakes, the Sugar Bowl Stakes, the Bonapal Stakes, the Latelia Memorial Stakes, the Esplanade Stakes. At a Golden Gate, we've got the Gold Rush Stakes. Laurel, out in Maryland, we got the Maryland Juvenile Philly Championship, Hollywood Park the Cats Cradle Handicap, and the Cash Call Futurity. A very, very nice race indeed this weekend at Hollywood Park. Turfway Park, we have the Go-Well Stakes. Turf Paradise, we have the Cactus Wren Handicap. I like that. Where did they come up with that one? That one had to be some Arabian they had out there at TP at a Turf Paradise. The Cactus Wren Handicap. And then Sunland Park, the La Coneja at Sunland Park. So you have a full bevy each and every weekend out in racing land. So all you need to dial up is winningponies.com. Take a look at it. They are not strictly one track, one set of tracks. They offer an entire bevy. It is a state-of-the-art, very easy-to-use handicapping system that I think you're really going to enjoy. It, it extends to all handicappers from the novice, your first day of the track, to the hardcore handicapper. And speaking of hardcore handicapper, the one, the only, Dangerous Dan. Welcome to Winning Ponies, Dangerous. Good evening there, Mr. Ed. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well, Ed. Doing well. Had a had an okay week last week. If uh, Winning Ponies, Ponies listeners uh, listened to me on the eighth race uh, at Fairgrounds on Saturday, the Louisiana uh, Day Lassie, my top selection, Warrior Maid, finished second. But you boxed Warrior Maid and Master Link. Uh, you cash a $65 exact. So I hope I didn't uh, do myself uh, too bad last week. Can you reach all the way in the back and keep patting yourself on the back, please? I, I can't reach it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what, you've been doing very well, my friend. I mean, how did you do overall besides the uh, little uh, cherry on the Sunday there? I had a third in a race I gave out a Calder. Uh, the didn't uh, pan out quite like I liked, and I had a couple scratches. So uh, I think for the year so far, I'm like, I think two for six or three for six, but if you're uh, you're boxing these, you're uh, I'm, I'm showing a profit right now. Ed. Not bad, my boy. And I believe you said you had a nice exacta that uh, you passed out last weekend. Yes, yeah, uh, sixty-five dollar uh, at fairgrounds uh, on Saturday. Um, really like the uh, wood chopper this week. Um, 
may not pay a whole lot, but it looks pretty chalky. But I do think that uh, I can maybe hit this one cold, Ed. Uh, my boy Charlie's running uh, in the woodchopper. Ran a, about a mile on the turf last time out. Looks like a prep. Jamie Terrio in the Irons rode him last time, too, trained by... Uh, now, hold, now hold it, hold it, hold it. we got to back up because you and I, you, you've challenged me out. You, you called me out. You said you will hide no more. We are going to go head-to-head, correct? We'll go head-to-head. Head-to-head, and uh, we'll, we'll, bet, uh, we'll bet a nice soda pop on this one. And you're going to kick it off at the 8th at Fairgrounds, the one mile on the turf, $60,000 woodchopper. That's where you're going to begin? That's correct. Is this About our dangerous damn power play one here? Uh, yes, my boy Charlie uh, stands out. This of course, a Group 1 winner in France. And if you look at the jocks that rode him in France, Kerry and Fallon, Johnny Murtaugh, they're pretty good riders. I'll tell you what, he was riding at the corral over in Ireland. Uh, Johnny Murtaugh, I actually saw him uh, ride in the Breeders' Cup, Dan. And, I mean, this guy can flat-out horseback. If he was over here in the United States, I think he'd do very well. Kieran Fallon also, I believe he's trying to get a license in California. Yeah, he's, uh, I believe he's under suspension overseas. I believe um, they. Uh, the thing is, is that you know these riders that have been riding this horse stand out like you, know, you know Jerry Bailey, Edgar Prado. They're that good, that caliber. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. I, I and you know what? When you toss it out there, you say, "My boy Charlie, the Irish bred, the uh, three-year-old Colt by uh, Dane Time looks that good to you." Yes. Uh, any any horse that, that he's running, you know, and the, the race that sticks out is the. The pre-morning, the Group One with Kieran Fallon rode uh, with six furlongs on the turf. They're going a little bit longer, but his last race, this is a little prep at, at Fairgrounds and optional claimer sixty-two, now we're three times. Uh, went off four to one. It went wire to wire. This horse seems to uh, seems like to needs to be close to the lead. If you look back at the Hawthorne race two back, he didn't he didn't get out of the gate well. He he, he didn't he went he went off at one point six on the dollar and ran dead last. Come back to Fairgrounds. Seem to get a really get out of the gate well. Looks like uh, this is one of the last three-year-old races of the year for just three-year-olds. You know, a lot of people. Uh, well, before I go to my second choice, who do you? Well, like? hey, you know what? You're not going to get a second choice because I'm going to give out my first choice, which is head-to-head, my brother. Let, let's hear it. You ready? Are you ready for it? I'm How ready. about let's take a look at Jimmy Sims, Sean Bridgeman, and Steve Asmussen. These guys are winning 27 percent together. Four for five in the money in 2008. Just ran a beautiful third in the Commonwealth Turf at Churchill and uh, purchased. Uh, take a look at the owners Elizabeth Alexander and Burr Travis. Burr Travis sold Elizabeth Alexander, a little bit of runner by the name of Magna Graduate. They are now owning together here, so I think they've got something in this three year old Colt by Lost Soldier Dan. Cutting back from a mile and a 16th to a mile should be. Uh, just what the doctor ordered, and I say get on the lead, two for two at the distance, and going to be tough, tough to catch today. Give me your second choice, Danny boy. It's, uh, it was actually Jimmy Sims, but a horse that <laughs> I, I think that you could, everybody's going to play, Macho again. Macho again, uh, never ran on a turf. His turf number ain't very high. It's a 243. He's the class. Uh, he's, you know, he, he wins the Jim Dandy. He's second in the Preakness. He's second in the Super Derby to my pal Charlie, who just ran an awesome race that day. Um, I think if this horse takes the turf, he could, he could be second. Now, if this, if this race comes off the turf, put, put everything you have on Macho again. Okay, we'll lock that up. Pick number two, Dangerous Dan. Where are we going? Let's go. We got, a, we, we got the 11th at Turfway on Saturday, the Go Well Stakes. 
Um, I'll let you choose first, Ed. Who do you like in this race? You know what? I read an article by Marty McGee. I'm going to take the three Chipotle. Tommy Pompel, third start lifetime for the Steel Philly by Grand Slam. They paid $100,000 at the uh, Ocala Breeder Sales. Danny Boy, uh, first time at Hoosier Park, going five and a half wins by 11 and a quarter lengths. Been off since November 1, and I like Dale Romans and Tommy Pump held together. I think they're going to do very well. Uh, the top two finishers in this last race both came out and came back and won. They dead heat and came back and won. I like Chipotle. Going to be tough to catch. Get on the lead. Give me all the speed. Tommy Pompel to the winner's circle. Okay. And you remember remember after you got out of high school, and before, you know, you, you, you meet a girl and, and you see her and she's real pretty. Yes. Real pretty. And you just can't wait to ask her out. They didn't talk you, to me. And then you ask her out and she says yes and you're really surprised. So you want to make a big impression on her. So you pick her up. You bring her flowers. You're dressed nice. You open the door for her. You shut the door for her. You pull her chair out at dinner. You take her to a really nice restaurant. Then you take her home. And when you walk her to the door, instead of kissing you, she shakes her hand. That's what I think about Chipotle. Oh, I'll tell you why. Oh, man. I'll tell you why. <laughs> that was worth the trip around the barn, Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well I worth it. Go a little bit there. But listen, <laughs> Chipotle. Who rode Chipotle in his first start? Victor LeBron. Victor LeBron is riding my top choice in this race, Emma Darling, the nine. Emma Darling just won a non-winner of one-time allowance race at Churchill, going a mile, come from off the pace a little bit, has one start at Turfway on the poly, broke his maiden, broke her maiden on the poly back in September. Look for this horse to really like the, the return to the Turfway. I think this horse stands out, Ed. I do like I do, I do like, like uh, Caracuda second, though. I, I like him and Darling Dan in uh, second race off the turf. I think it's a very powerful angle. I enjoys uh, Turfway Park one for one, one for two at the distance. Uh, synthetic one for one. Also ran back in the Coca-Cola Bassinet on August 30th at a dollar sixty-one. They beat and favored that day. Dan, the two-year-old daughter of Hennessy, really looks good. And then you get Mike Maker, who's winning 26 percent. Victor LeBron, he's only winning 33 percent. These guys team up to win. 52% together at Turfway Park. I respect your pick, Danny Boy. It's hard, it's hard not to include, I mean, even if you like Chipotle, it's hard not to include Emma Darling. If you don't, I agree. You don't put Emma Darling in your Zachary's tries, I don't think you cash. I think you're uh, mad at your money if you actually don't. I, I, I like my horse as a speedster, but I like yours to actually pick up the pieces down the lane. Another one I may pick up is the 11, Saxy Rose Lee, uh, finished third in the Kentucky Cup Juvenile Philly at 88-1, to had the lead in the final furlong, gave it up. Uh, Terry Thompson rode him that day, rode her that day, and Cynthia Diego's getting them out for Joe Kane. And Joe Kane's not a bad little trainer. Well, Dan, they're playing our song here, and that's Gold Digger, because that's you, buddy. You're nothing but a gold digger. And uh, you want to hang on for the next segment? We'll give out maybe a power play for tomorrow? Yeah, a bonus play for tomorrow. All right, Danny boy. Well, we're time to head to another break. When we return, we're going to be talking more about horses here on Winning Ponies. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. And they're off. What? 
can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. When you have a stroke, you may not even notice it right away. But then, time passes, and the symptoms get worse. One minute you feel fine, and the next, your speech could be slurred or not make sense. One side of your body might become numb. You might see double. You drop the TV remote because you can't hold up your arm. That's because, after a stroke, every minute you don't get help is another minute that your brain is being starved of oxygen. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face, arm, or leg, sudden trouble seeing, speaking, or understanding. If you experience any of these warning signs, call 911 immediately, because time lost is brain lost. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. This is the final furlong of our show. And this is where we... Continue on with some power plays, and we continue on with our man, Dangerous Dan. Dangerous, are you there? I am here, Ed. All right, my friend. Hey, before uh, before we uh, wrap it up and we get your last pick here, I want to tell everybody a little something special about you. Uh-oh. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you, buddy. <laughs> All right, Dangerous Dan, ninth race, I believe, at Turfway Park. We both like this, and we talked off air a little bit about it. But we're talking the ninth race tomorrow. Let's kick off our weekend. Let's give our top pick only, and let's wrap it up. Go, you go first, Ed. I'm going to go first. I'm going to take the seven. Vote early. And I think it's probably something we should have done the election this year. Five-year-old mayor by more than ready. Rodney Prescott in the irons. Two for two at Turfway. Just finished second at five to one. I love the way this Helen Pitts trainee looks to me. Yeah, this, uh, this five-year-old mayor looks good. Uh, just uh, ran second in the holiday inaugural. And uh, went off five to one that day. Looks pretty tough. I'm going to take a shot with a fifteen to one morning line here. Let's go inside of that one. The six VIP Princess, four-year-old filly by Thunder Gulch. This horse has been running way over her head, in my opinion. If you look at her chart, she's hooked horses like Bayou Lassie, Dreamin' Havana, Ventura, Ventura a couple times, Sugar Swirl, Silver Knockers. Finally, dropping this horse a little bit to where I think she can compete. John McKee rode the horse last time out at Churchill, finished fifth by eight, only beat one horse that day. If you look at the Turfway record, three starts, two wins, seven starts on the poly, three wins, two wins at the distance. This horse is 15-to-1 morning line. Box 
her with vote early, and I think you go to the windows, Ed. Dangerous, as usual. Thank you for the handicapping. Thank you for the power plays. And uh, we'll see who owes who a soda next week, my friend. I hear you. All right, Danny, thanks for the call. That's been Dangerous Dan, our professional handicapper, calling in with his steamers. I hope you wrote him down because this guy has been on fire. All right, it is time for more Power Play Handicapping. I'm going to kick off this weekend a little bit early. I also want to start on Friday. And let's go to the 8th at Turfway Park. I have a Power Play in here, and I, and I think it's worth a look. Let's go all the way to the outside with no detour. Victor LeBron and Mike Maker, they team up in the last 60 days to win 14% together. 57% in the money. Going to go six and a half all the way out to a mile and a sixteenth. Going to show some speed, a whole lot of speed for owners Ken and Sarah Ramsey. LeBron James was not part of it, but it was Lay Peru, Ramsey's, and Mike Maker all set a Churchill record. I think this two-year-old son of Catinius is going to roll from the outside, and the outside has been doing very well. That was according to our good friend Skeet. So tomorrow at Turfway Park in the 8th, Take a look all the way to the outside with a 10, no detour. Also, tomorrow in the 10th race at Turfway Park, have another power play. And I'll tell you what, this was a little tough because I had to split some hairs here. I like Boston Cat with Bill Troilo, but I'm going to have to box up with Missy Wildcat, Victor LeBron, Mike Maker, and Sarah Ramsey again. And if you just heard it, you just heard it and just say repeat. This is another even effort last time out. Uh, I, I think that this uh, four-year-old filly by Forrest Wildcat really looks the part here. And uh, gonna, uh, second time off of a layoff, I think it's going to be right where you need to be. Go back two times ago, it was claimed Mike Maker wins 35% two times off of a claim. So that is my 10th race power play for Friday. And then I go to Saturday, and then I go to the third race at Hollywood Park, and it's going to be very easy in race number three at Hollywood Park, and go to Yodeling Dan. Trainer Jeff Mullins and Michael Bay is going to team up together, going to drop like a rock in the river. Three for four in the money at Hollywood Park. I love the way Jeff Mullins has trained over the years. He's only winning the 21%. 21% is incredible. The last 60 days, Michael Bays has won 27% and 64% in the money. Been rested since February 10th at Santa Anita. I like to call it well-rested, and so does Jeff Mullins, because when they're 90 days away or better, he wins 21% of the time, 46% in the money. I think the drop in class makes Yolen Dan awfully tough to beat into Saturday's third race at Hollywood Park. So take a look in the third race at Yodel and Dan Saturday at Hollywood Park. In the eighth race at Hollywood Park, I've got a power play here, and I think this really needs a hard look, and that would be number five, pioneer of the Nile, Garrett Gomez and Bob Baffert. They're writing it up in the form. This two-year-old colt by Empire Maker was a $290,000 Keeneland sales purchase. Exit the Breeders' Cup Juvenile were and. and Encountered a little bit of traffic into the first turn. I think uh, Pioneer of the Nile is just going to stomp a hole in them. That is the eighth race at Hollywood, the cash call futurity. A little trainer by the name of Bob Bamford is going to put the saddle on that runner. And then you heard Dan and I, we both talked about the Goel stakes. This, and I do like Chipotle. I think speed is going to be really, really tough there. I'm going to end up my power place at the 11th race at Calder. This weekend, the 11th race at Calder, I'm going to go to number 
two. That is same spot. Manny Cruz and Angel Salinas doing really well together. 17% the last 60 days they've been winning together. 50% in the money. And this little uh, five-year-old horse by St. Palato was claimed last time out. And first off of a claim, Angel Salinas is one for one. So I like... I like the uh, the barn switch here, and actually uh, coming from a 17% winner of Robert DeBona, the past trainer from Calder, into Angel Salinas's barn, made a very nice middle move last time out, was a beaten company in sports, the same, same exact level of, of runners that you're going to see, and I think that means a whole lot, where a trainer actually spots a runner, can really make all the difference in the world. So I like Manny Cruz with Saint Spot Angel Salinas in the 11th race at Calder. So there are the power plays of the weekend. And if, you, uh, if you've been writing them down, you've been seeing how we've been doing, you'll see that we've been kind of holding pretty tight. Just to kind of give you a real quick, uh, real quick recap of what's going on in the world of racing, the Ohio racetracks did resolve their dispute. The Ohio HBPA and Beulah Park reached an agreement Tuesday over account wagering, and they will race live racing in 2009. So great news for the great state of Ohio. And if you get a chance, go up to ESPN.com. One of my favorite writers to actually read about is Jeremy Plunk. And he talks about some of the best of 2008, the horses, of course, and he talks about Horse of the Year Curlin. This kind of caught my eye here, and this is last year's champion race to age four and was challenged, winning the Dubai World Cup to foster the Jockey Gold Club in his many splendors. He gets my nod because of his solid grade one try on turf and halfway around the world in Dubai. But take a look at Jeremy Plunk on ESPN.com, the best of 2008. He's one of my favorites. He also talks about Zenyatta, and then he also talks about the Belmont Stakes, and we know what happened there. The Kentucky Derby and Big Brown was such an impressive resume. And then we got the most intriguing race of the year with the Man of War Stakes and Curlin on the grass. The most underrated horse, I love this, Pepper's Pride, 19 for 19 in her career, unbeaten and transcends the New Mexico bred filly and mare ranks, and he tips his cat. Best comeback goes to Midnight Loot. If looks could kill, I like that one. If looks could kill award, it goes to Conduit. Best explosion, Goldakova, who I've been talking about ever since the Breeders' Cup, and the best performance by a two-year-old male was Square Eddie. You can pick all the rest of it up. That's the best of 2008. The horses, of course, as Jeremy Plonk, he's one heck of a rider for ESPN. Take a look at ESPN.com, and I think you will agree with me. Well, we've reached the finish line of this week's show. We'd like to thank our good friend, Mr. Marty McGee, for the daily racing form. And he and his whole family have been entrenched in this game, and they do quite a great job. His brother Paul and brother-in-law Ron Ellis. Dangerous Dan for dealing out red-hot winners, and thank you for joining us this evening. On behalf of everyone at Winning Ponies, we'd like to wish you and yours a happy holiday season and a very prosperous new year. Until next time, may your winners be many. And your photos be few. Merry Christmas, everyone. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network.